Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. As always, it's your guy, Billy Rye, back at it again. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making me part of your day presented by Anchor Podcasts. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review uh, for others to find the show on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. If there's another way you want to find me, uh, you can find me on social media. On Twitter, at Tapouts and TDs. Facebook, at Tapouts and Touchdowns. And the email to the show, touchdowns at gmail.com. The opening bell is going to feature a short football recap from last week because I'll, there's something else that I want to get to uh, at the end of the opening bell. Uh, but let's go straight to college. A couple of, of upset wins here. Uh, Wisconsin, probably the biggest upset on the week. 27-7 win over number 9 Iowa, who two weeks ago were undefeated in the number 2 team in the country before losing back-to-back games to Purdue and Wisconsin. Uh, crazy there. Uh, you had Miami upsetting Pittsburgh, 38-34. Pittsburgh, the number 17 team in the country. Uh, Michigan-Michigan State, matchup of two top 10 unbeatens out of the Big Ten, eight, uh, number 8 Michigan State was able to hold off number six Michigan 37-33 to to remain undefeated on the season. The only top 20 matchup between SEC teams were number 18 Auburn hosting number 10 Ole Miss. Auburn would pull up the win there 31-20 and an upset in the SEC as number 12 Kentucky goes down to Mississippi State 31-17. The other top, it's not even a top 10 matchup, it's a top 20 matchup. Number 20, Penn State, going on the road to take on number five, Ohio State. Ohio State would get the win uh, 33-24. to uh, The NFL, uh, you know, again, not much to talk about uh, from last weekend. Uh, probably the best game on Sunday was an overtime win from the Titans over the Colts. Uh, but the Titans would lose Derrick Henry to a season-ending foot injury in this game. Uh, On Thursday night football, you saw the Green Bay Packers without Devontae Adams out due to COVID, uh, upsetting the previously unbeaten Arizona Cardinals 24-21. Spoiler alert, Aaron Rodgers will miss this week's week's game due to testing positive for COVID. Uh, The Jets get an upset win over the Bengals 34-31. The best other game I would probably speak about would be the Monday night football game in which the New York Giants had every opportunity and for all intents and purposes should have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, but the Chiefs pull out a 20-17 to 17 win. I go through the football real, really quick because my Atlanta Braves, something that we don't get to talk about on the show a lot, has won the World Series for the first time since 1995. I was eight years old the last time the Braves won the World Series. Uh, the show is not called uh, Tap Outs and T-Balls, T-Balls and Touchdowns, something to allude to baseball. So baseball doesn't get discussed on the show. Um, the Braves uh, were under 500 going into August. I think I read somewhere earlier, April 2nd, the Braves had a losing record. July 2nd, the Braves had a losing record. August 2nd. The Braves had a losing record November 2nd. They are World Series champions. This team lost arguably their their best young player right before the All-Star break in Ronald Acuna. Uh, They lost one of their power hitter outfielders, Marcelo Zuna, 
to some off the field uh, domestic violence allegations, uh, domestic violence charges. Um, and the general manager made some some splash moves that helped lead Atlanta to a a World Series win. The Braves would beat the Astros in four uh, four games to two in the best of seven series. Had a chance to wrap it up in game five, uh, I believe. They they had a four-run lead in the first inning. They hit a grand slam, and the Astros came storming back to win that game. But the Braves would win game six to win the World Series seven to nothing in Houston. The biggest uh, margin of victory in a clinching World Series game since 1985 when the Royals did it in an 11 to nothing win. I bring up baseball and I bring up the Braves winning the World Series because it, as an adult, it was the first time that I got to experience a championship win of a professional team that I root for. Uh, many listening, you have your pro NFL team, be it the Dallas Cowboys, the Carolina Panthers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, so on and so forth, who have gotten to an experience, uh, a championship at some point in their lives. Now, as a South Carolina fan, I did get to witness two back-to-back national championships uh, from the Carolina baseball team. Um, And again, I was eight years old when the Braves won the World Series, and they haven't been back to the World Series uh, since I was 12. Uh, It's a bittersweet moment for me. I jumped off my couch watching the game at home, um, screaming, hollering, uh, it's it's a feeling unlike any other, and if you're like me, who is has rooted for a lot of teams that have never won anything, be it the Carolina Panthers, uh, the Detroit Lions, the Charlotte Hornets, uh, South Carolina Gamecocks for the most part. I mean, in the last 10 years, they've won two baseball champions. I say the last 10 years. Let's call it the last 11 years. They've won two baseball, college baseball World Series, a women's national championship in basketball. Uh, they made it to a men's final four in football. Um, they went to an SEC championship game and got blown out by the Cam Newton-led Auburn Tigers. Uh, but I can't process another feeling like what I got to feel with a team that I've put so many years in suffering. And, uh, you know, it's not something I talk about on a regular basis because baseball is a long season. It's 162 games. My... Uh, I've got friends who probably follow them closer than I do. Uh, The reason I say it was so bittersweet is like those Gamecock National Championship teams, I did not get to experience this World Series with with my father. My dad passed away in 2008. Uh, He was the first person to get me into college baseball, Gamecock baseball. Two years after he passed, we won our first college World Series. After I got up yelling and hollering and and celebrating in my home, reality hit me that I wish my dad were here. I wish I could share that moment with him. Uh, I know that he's looking down and he he celebrated this this win just as as much as everybody else uh, that celebrated it down here. Um. But for anybody who's lost a loved one that sports connected you, um, my heart goes out to you because I know in 
celebrating and in the happiness and in the joy that was brought by bringing the Atlanta Braves a World Series championship for the first time for me as an adult um, was super bittersweet because I couldn't pick up the phone, call my dad. Uh, I would have probably, at knowing, knowing where I'm at in my life, I probably would have had my dad with me to watch the game with me. Um, and it's hard. And so if, uh, if, if sports connects you with a loved one, uh, make sure that you enjoy those moments and enjoy these types of moments, uh, with those loved ones. Uh, and again, my heart goes out. If you like me, uh, celebrate and have that bittersweet moment where you realize, you know, this, this is, this is awesome. And this is something I've always wanted to experience but there's just something missing because you are not alone. Um, I wish I had more of a meaning to leave. Uh, I, I, I laugh out of nervous and, and <laughs> laughter to, uh, to sort of take away from, from the awkwardness to it. Uh, but hopefully that, that sort of resonates with someone who's listening to the show. Uh, but congratulations to the Atlanta Braves, to Freddie Freeman, uh, to all of Braves Nation. Uh, Atlanta sports fans, Georgia sports fans, uh, who have uh, who have struggled with with Atlanta sports and Georgia sports for so many years. And shout out to Jorge Soler, a three run bomb in the third inning uh, that Atlanta never looked back from. Where I don't know if that ball has landed yet, uh, but the the World Series MVP, the second Cuban player to ever win it, Jorge Soler. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves for their World Series championship one earlier this week. Coming up next, we're going to get back into some football bullies, breakouts, and busts from week eight of the NFL season. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Sarcasm Remains podcast with Fuzzy B. Charleston's favorite podcast should be yours too. Go to www.thesarcasmremains.com for more info. Alright everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're going to get right into here. Uh, bullies, uh, breakouts, and busts for week 8 in the NFL. And without further ado, let's just hop right in. A quarterback breakout from week eight goes to none other than New York Jets quarterback Mike White. I'm sure that was not a name you were expecting to hear on this podcast ever. 34.1 fantasy points in week eight. Coming in to start for the injured rookie Zach Wilson. Mike White threw for 405 yards and three touchdowns in the Jets' upset win against the Cincinnati Bengals. He did throw two interceptions in this game, but still led all quarterbacks in fantasy points in the game. Uh, Mike White, I'll be honest, I know the name, but I can't place the face, and I can't place what school he went to. If uh, if you remember, feel free to, to leave me a comment on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, listen back to the opening bell for those, uh, for those, those references. But Mike White, a 34.1 fantasy point day, uh, for the New York Jets is your bully breakout quarterback in week eight. 
And let's stick with the Jets at running back for our breakout this week. Goes to not the New York Jets running back, Michael Carter. Had a similar fantasy day to Mike White, 32.2 points. Uh, you know, Mike White needed the security blanket and found it in Michael Carter. 14 passing targets to Michael Carter. He had nine receptions for 95 yards. Combined with the 77 rushing yards and a touchdown, it looks like Michael Carter is that running back that they were expecting when they drafted him. And like his quarterback, led all others at his position in fantasy points in Week 8. Now this one hurt because early in the season, uh, A.A. Ron, one of the pickers that we have in Frick's Picks every week, dropped Michael Carter and I picked him up. I did not start him this week. I lost by three points. Uh, had I started Michael Carter, I would have won. Instead, I'm looking at the bottom of the league, uh, from the bottom of my league, I should say, looking up at everyone else. Uh, but Michael Carter, your breakout running back in week eight. Let's move away from the New York Jets now. Let's go to the Tennessee Titans and wide receiver A.J. Brown. 31.5 fantasy point day in week eight. Now, listen, listen, listen. We knew this guy was talented. We knew what kind of wide receiver this guy was. Uh, he's had big games before. Uh, but in a game that went to overtime, and saw starter, star running back Derrick Henry get lost for the season, uh, A.J. Brown stepped up and led Tennessee to victory. Ten receptions on 11 targets, 155 yards, and a score. Uh, again, for their overtime win against the Colts in Week 8. So your breakout wide receiver this week is none other than A.J. Brown. Uh, last but not least, uh, the tight end breakout. Jacksonville Jaguars tight end Dan Arnold 14.8 fantasy points. Now, granted, he did not go off like the other three in the breakouts this week, but he was traded to the dreadful Jacksonville Jaguars from Carolina earlier in the season. He saw season-high targets in 10 and made the most of them, reeling in eight receptions for 68 yards in Jacksonville's Week 8 blowout loss to the Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks. So, again, Dan, Dan Arnold did not have, like, a 30-point day uh, but in a game where Jacksonville was blown out, he seemed to be the bright spot on that offense. So Dan Arnold, uh, my tight end breakout in week eight. Uh, so to recap the breakouts from week eight, quarterback Mike White, running back Michael Carter, wide receiver A.J. Brown, and tight end Dan Arnold. Moving right along here, not wasting any time, bullies bust from week eight, starting off with quarterback Kyler Murray. In the opening bell, I mentioned that the Packers were able to knock off the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. Well, Kyler Murray didn't help that out. A nine-point fantasy point day. Uh, took on the Packers on Thursday night football. Again, missing his top two receivers due to COVID. Yet their defense came to play. Held Murray to uh, zero touchdowns, 274 passing yards, and two interceptions, and a mere 21 rushing yards. And like I mentioned a few times, giving Arizona their first loss on the season. My bust at quarterback in week eight goes to Kyler Murray, who was having a Hall, uh, Hall of Fame, having a MVP type season uh, prior to this game against the Packers. Moving along to running back goes to uh, Minnesota Vikings running back Dalvin Cook, busting in week eight for only 7.8 fantasy points. Cowboys were forced to start Cooper Rush at quarterback with Dak Prescott missing this game with an injury. The Vikings could not take advantage and control the game with Cook only getting 78 rushing yards and only two passing targets with zero receptions. And he was kept out of the end zone 
in his third of five games that he has played in this season. Dalvin Cook, my bust at running back in week eight. Wide receiver bust in week eight. Let's stick with the Minnesota Vikings, shall we? Justin Jefferson, 4.1 fantasy points. Much like Dalvin Cook, the Cowboys kept Justin Jefferson in check in week eight. Allowed only two receptions for 21 yards on just four targets. All, all of which were lows uh, for him uh, in, in all three categories on the season. Uh, low for receptions, a season low in yards, and a season low in targets. Justin Jefferson, my wide receiver, bust in week eight. Last but not least, I mentioned the Monday night game between the New York Giants and the Kansas City Chiefs, in which the Giants probably should have won that game. Uh, in large part to an ineffective game out of my tight end bust in Week 8, Travis Kelsey, 4.7 fantasy point game this week. Uh, the, again, Kelsey could have, have played his part to make this game look a little better, but the struggling Kansas City Chiefs offense only got seven targets to go the way of Travis Kelsey, and he reeled in only four of them. Uh, tied for the fewest in a game on the season, 27 yards, his season low in yardage and, and the lowest, you know, lowest yardage total on the season. And out of the end zone for his third straight game was Travis Kelsey. To recap Bullies busts from week eight, quarterback Kyler Murray, running back Dalvin Cook, receiver Justin Jefferson, and tight end Travis Kelsey. Coming up next, we're gonna do a sequel to the first panic or patience, patience or panic, if you will. On the show, we're going to recap uh, who I told you to be patient with and panic on earlier in the season. And I'm going to give you four more names to look at going towards your fantasy playoffs. Stay tuned, and we will be right back. All right, and we are back for the second, probably final edition of Patience or Panic here in the 2021 NFL season. Quick recap of the players I told you uh, to, to take a look at uh, earlier in the season. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I told you uh, to uh, panic on Baker Mayfield, uh, and I was right. The Browns offense as a, as a whole has struggled. Both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb have missed time. Uh, when I mentioned about Baker Mayfield, he was 26th in quarterback scoring. He is still 26th in quarterback scoring. Uh, if you are still riding riding the wave of Baker Mayfield, you're probably not looking so good anymore in fantasy. Uh, I told you to be patient with Antonio Gibson. He was 18th in running back scoring, is still 18th in running back scoring. But now he's dealing with some nagging injuries, and J.D. McKissick is right behind him at 23rd in running back scoring and becoming more and more reliable for the Washington football team and may start overtaking some of the some of the work that Gibson saw early in the year. The next one kind of hurts. I told you to be patient with Calvin Ridley. Uh, he has missed two of his last three games due to mental health concerns and announced this past week that he is stepping away from football basically to get right and so we do not know how long we're going to be without Calvin Ridley. Uh, therefore, when I told you to be patient with him, uh, not such a not such a good thing 
uh, especially considering we don't know if he'll play again this year. Uh, I told you that when it came to tight ends, I told you to panic on George Kittle. And immediately after I told you to panic with George Kittle, he was placed on injured reserve uh, after week four. It's possibly set to return this week. Uh, but from a re receiving target standpoint, this is now Debo Samuel's team in San Francisco. Uh, I was right when I told you to panic on George Kittle. Uh, we got some four players to, to look at here for the playoff push uh, in fantasy football. A couple of names uh, that might stand out to you. Uh, so we'll get right into it. My quarterback uh, that we're going to talk about here on Patience or Panic is the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's been a perennial leader in not only the league in passing yards, touchdowns, explosive offensive plays, uh, but in fantasy football. He's been one of the top, if not the top, fantasy quarterback over the last three years. I am pushing the panic button on Patrick Mahomes. He has yet to throw for more than two touchdowns in a game since week four. And in that same time frame since week four, he has had eight turnovers. Two straight games uh, that he is going into this week with under 20 fantasy points. And the road gets no easier for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, if I were you, you got someone on your in your league that is looking for Patrick Mahomes. Trade him for some, for some position players and snag a sleeper quarterback from waivers. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I'm panicking. I have him in one league. I've got him rostered. And uh, I'm contemplating trying to unload him, if I can, at this point. Uh, panic on Patrick Mahomes. My running back I'm going to be patient with is running back Nick Chubb. I mentioned Baker Mayfield and the, uh, the Browns offensive struggled. I mentioned that Nick Chubb has missed time with injury. Uh, the Cleveland Browns offense, however, runs through Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, prior to his injury in Week 5, four touchdowns in five games and only one game under 10 points. Uh, before his, Again, before he got hurt, back-to-back -back 20 or more carry weeks with 100 or more yards and already had uh, 16 in his first game back, uh, 16 carries, that is, uh, in his first game back this past week. He's going to be fine and a play fantasy playoff asset for sure as nobody else on this offense seems to be able to get going, especially when he was out. If you had Nick Chubb and you were worried about his injury or worried about the Browns' offense, don't. Continue to, to ride that wave of Nick Chubb and be patient with him. He will help you get to and in your fantasy playoffs. Wide receiver uh, used to be with Nick Chubb in the AFC North, but he is no longer there. Uh, Antonio Brown of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he was having a very good season. I'm going to tell you to be patient with Antonio Brown. He had an ankle injury that derailed what was uh, his best season since he was a Steeler. Uh, four touchdowns in five games played. Uh, he also missed a week three game. Uh, but as, when he's on the field, he is a primary target for Tom Brady, even with all the pass-catching talent on that roster. Um, I'm going to talk about the tight end here in Patience or Panic next in Tampa Bay. Uh, but between, uh, between Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, there's a lot of pass catching talent, not to mention the running backs they have in, in uh, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Um, Antonio Brown's going to be back and it will be a huge asset going into the playoffs, not only the NFL playoffs for the Bucks, but the fantasy playoffs for all of you fantasy players as well. Uh, I, I said I was going to mention the tight end. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, 
makes his way into Patience or Panic this week, and I'm pushing the panic button on Rob Gronkowski. Uh, He uh, would break his rib uh, earlier in the year. He has missed four games this season due to that broken rib. After scoring four touchdowns in his first three games this year, uh, would come back in week eight, uh, return from injury game, uh, would leave again as well with a back issue this time, and I'll be honest with you. I saw people trying to draft Gronk relatively high. He had two weeks. His first two weeks, he th- had everyone thinking that Gronk was back. It was the old Gronk. But nope, this was just old Gronk uh, that we're getting. I sort of saw this coming. I was surprised to see it come so quickly. Uh, if you if you can unload Gronk and get a serviceable wide receiver or a flex player, uh, you can bench him. You can drop him. But honestly, he's not worth a, it's not worth a start on your fantasy roster. Uh, if you need help making the playoffs, he's a liability. Uh, so again, uh, going forward here, going towards the playoffs, uh, be patient with both Nick Chubb and Antonio Brown. Uh, push the panic button on Patrick Mahomes and Rob Gronkowski. Coming up next, uh, we we've gone through patience or panic. We're gonna go with your week nine bullies buys and sells. Uh, Five hundred week last week, going four and four. We'll see where I fare on the regular season and go into my buys and sells for week nine. So stay tuned. We will be right back. And we are back once again. I tell you, my football shows tend to fly pretty quickly. Uh, maybe I'm overprepared for them. Maybe that's why they run quick. But with uh, some some longer uh, wrestling shows on Mondays, uh, maybe you're you're happy that my football shows run a little quicker. Uh, getting into it, bullies buys and sells for week nine. Again, I mentioned in my last segment, four and four on week eight, twenty four and thirty one and one on the season. It's been a down year, and it's not just been a down year. And buys yourselves. It's been a down year for me in fantasy as a whole. Uh, but let's turn it around, shall we? Uh, let's get right into it with Bullies Buys for here in week nine. Uh, starting off at quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, 22.8 projected points. Uh, I put this information together on Tuesday. Um, I, I am recording the show on Wednesday, so if you're listening to this the day that I did it, data that airs, it's yesterday that I'm recording. Um, he, if you have been living under a rock, did not get traded at the trade deadline on Tuesday. Still a member of the Miami Dolphins and draws the Houston Texans this week with allowing the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of trade rumor that Deshaun Watson would get traded. There were some rumors about Carolina, but it was always a big rumor that he would go to Miami. Um, so I had mentioned that if he would have gotten traded to Houston, it was an immediate revenge game to shove it to the Dolphins. But since he stayed put in Miami, now he gets to show Houston what they missed on by not trading for him. Either way, you know, he's got a point to prove, and this week he'll do it. Uh, beating his projection 22.8 points. I know uh, Greek, who used to make picks on this show, uh, has done a couple of football shows with me. Uh, had Aaron Rodgers, uh, who will not be playing this week due to testing positive for COVID. Uh, Greek is actually starting to attack Iloa in the place of the COVID-riddled Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so you could do worse, start Tua this week. 
Uh, my running back buy for this week goes to uh, Vegas Raiders running back Josh Jacobs with a pretty high projection here at 16.1. Coming off a bye, Jacobs found the end zone in three straight games before that bye and has five touchdowns in five games that he's played in this season. Uh, Vegas gets a New York Giants defense that just allowed Derek Gore to find the end zone on Monday Night Football. Currently ranks the seventh worst against opposing running backs in fantasy this year. Uh, you could do worse than Josh Jacobs. And again, if you've got Josh Jacobs, you're going to start him, but he's still my buy here in week nine. Wide receiver, we're going to stick with the Raiders. My wide receiver buy this week goes to former Gamecock Brian Edwards, currently projected 11.3 points. If uh, Once again, if you've been living under a rock, uh, some sad news, uh, maybe some frustrating news out of Vegas. Uh, Henry Ruggs III has been released, may never suit up again in the NFL. Uh, he was arrested for a DUI that resulted in death uh, this week. Uh, reports are that he was doing 156 miles an hour with an alcohol, blood alcohol level of more than twice the legal limit. Uh, the last I heard, he was being held without bail uh, in jail uh, for this uh, for this crime, more than likely he is going to face years in jail, years in prison, not just a short period of time. Uh, but with the tragedy that was Henry Ruggs III, uh, leaves opportunity for Brian Edwards. 31 targets on the season, roughly three to four receptions a game, and finally found their end zone in their last game before the bye week. Uh, the Giants took took away the long ball from Kansas City, but Tyreek Hill was still able to find the end zone on Monday Night Football. I think Edwards is going to step up with the recently departed Henry Ruggs, and he's going to find the end zone again this week. Brian Edwards is a sneaky play if you're looking for a flex play uh, here in Week Nine. Finally, my bully sell or my, I say my bully sells. My last buy for Week Nine goes to tight end Dalton Schultz currently projected 10.1 points. Uh, despite Denver being the number four best fantasy uh, defense against tight ends, uh, Schultz gets Dak back this week. Was averaging with Dak Prescott at quarterback five receptions a game, 45 yards a game. Uh, he has not found the end zone uh, since uh, it's been a few games. Let's just say that. He's due. Uh, again, bad matchup, uh, but he gets his quarterback back. Hasn't scored in a while. Dalton Schultz is due for a good game, and with a 10-point projection, really sort of a low bar to set, so go with Dalton Schultz this weekend. Uh, so, again, Bullies buys going into Week 9. Quarterback Tua Tungabailoa, running back Josh Jacobs, wide receiver Brian Edwards, and tight end Dalton Schultz. Wasting no time, we're getting into Bully Sells for Week 9. Quarterback, uh, we'll start off with quarterback. Projected 21.2 points is Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans. Coming off a huge divisional win, uh, Tannehill no longer has the benefit of leaning on star Pro Bowl running back Derrick Henry to take the pressure off of him in the passing game. They also draw Rams defense, who was already sixth best against fantasy quarterbacks this season, uh, but now has a Pro Bowl at defensive back in Jalen Ramsey, on the defensive line at Aaron Donald, and now an outside linebacker and newly acquired star pass rusher Von Miller. Uh, all of these point to the fact that Ryan Tannehill is going to have a bad week against the L.A. Rams. Steer away from Ryan Tannehill in Week 9. 
The running back should come as no surprise, and I'm not really setting myself for failure here. Uh, we're going to stick here with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, newly signed running back Adrian Peterson winds up on my sell list. Currently projected 7.4, and I know that's a low bar to set, but he was just signed by Tennessee after the loss of Derrick Henry. Uh, he has not been on a team all season, uh, and I don't expect much from the future Hall of Famer this week. Probably worth the add if you had Derrick Henry on your roster, uh, but definitely not worth the start specifically this week. Uh, steer away from Adrian Peterson. I know it's his flashy name, a flashy team, but I don't have faith in Adrian Peterson this week. But wide receiver sell should maybe probably shock some people. Uh, goes to Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Currently projected 14.1 points. In their game uh, last week against the Packers, he only played 13 snaps due to a nagging and lingering hamstring injury and has already not been as explosive as he's been in recent years. Uh, averaging around four receptions a game, he now draws a division, another divisional game against the 49ers squad ranked ninth against wide receivers this year. 14.1 uh, points is a high bar to set for DeAndre Hopkins, who had a big play called back last week, a steer away from DeAndre Hopkins. More than likely, if you've got him, you don't have anybody better, so you're going to start him, but maybe temper your expectations here for DeAndre Hopkins in week nine. Finally, his second straight week on my sell list goes to former Gamecock, to show you that I'm fair, and tight end Jared Cook projected 9.4 points this week. Uh, back on the sell list again, uh, even with a favorable matchup against the Eagles, who are fourth worst against tight ends and scoring, it's the same old, same old with Jared Cook. Uh, he'll mix in a few unexpected good games, and he's going to let you down the rest of them. Uh, don't trust him this week, especially with all the talent on the Chargers between Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Uh, I don't I don't like Jared Cook, even with a low bar of 9.4 points. I'm steering clear of Jared Cook in week nine. So players to steer away from this week, quarterback Ryan Tannehill, running back Adrian Peterson, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, and tight end Jared Cook. Coming up next, we've got the main event, Frick's Picks Week 8, a very bad week for our pickers. Uh, stay tuned to find out how everybody did. We had some new pickers last week, uh, but let's see if they were able to make some noise on the leaderboard. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. Julie Rye for Tap Out and Touchdowns. PJ Steven, tell us what we got coming up for the show this Monday. Bully Rye, I've got just one question for you. Do you have what it takes to survive at the Survivor Series 2002? That's what we'll be covering next Monday, where Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, Kane, Booker T, Rob Van Dam, and Triple H will be in the very first Elimination Chamber for the World Heavyweight Championship. We'll also have Big Show taking on the champion Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Victoria Trish Stratus in a hardcore match for the WWE Women's Champion. It's all here next week on Tap House and Touchdowns. You will survive. All right, everybody, welcome to the main event of the evening. 
here on Tap House and Touchdowns. A quick reminder uh, to like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Leave a review to help others find the show. Uh, and then find me on social media on Twitter at Tap House and TDs, Facebook, Tap House and Touchdowns. Email to the show, touchdowns at gmail.com. For the football shows, is there, a, is there a player that I haven't mentioned that you want me to cover here on the show? Is there a team that you want me to pick games for? Uh, anything at all, make sure you reach out to the show. There's a messaging feature on Facebook where you can message me on the show or you can send an email to the email address. Either way, reach out if there's something you want me to cover. Uh, but here on the main event, we've got Frick's Picks number 8 on the 2021 season. Week 7 was a bad week. Uh, there was a lot of unanimous picks. Uh, the Packers and Cardinals, everybody had Arizona. New Orleans uh, hosting Tampa Bay. Everyone had Tampa Bay. Uh, and both of those teams were, were winners for the opposite teams. Everyone was 1-4 last week, even with some of the mixed-up games. So the standings stay as such. Buck is still in first place, 20-15 and 15 on the season, followed by Volley Polly at 19-16. Your guy, Bully Rye, 17-18. and 18. A. Aaron, 16-19. and 19. New pickers, uh, Drick uh, from uh, from last week. He, I, I said he was Kendrick the Drick. Uh, that was it was inaccurate, so I apologize. Uh, from from uh, last week's picks, uh, started off really great, but after a one four week, Drick is now at five and five on the year. Alex Mims uh, making his first picks last week, one and four, and then Danny Adams one and four as well. Uh, so no movement whatsoever on the leaderboard outside of adding some new pickers uh went a little different this week uh we have three college games to choose from uh and and two pro games this week because there weren't a whole lot of pro games to choose from so without further ado we'll get right into it college football only one really big ranked versus ranked matchup on on the ballot if you want to call it uh number 12 auburn going to number 13 texas a&m Texas A&M, who already upset Alabama earlier this year. Auburn just coming off of a big win against a top 10 Ole Miss team. Uh, two players, uh, two pickers have chosen Auburn, Aaron, Aaron, and Buck. The rest of the field has taken Texas A&M. Alex, Danny, Volley, Polly, Drick, and yours, your guy all have taken Texas A&M to win that game at home. Uh, the next two games are just honestly because I didn't like a lot of the slate of games this week to begin with. So I went with a couple of local teams uh, to choose from this week. Again, both unranked versus unranked matchups. We'll start with the Clemson Tigers taking on the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, two players have taken Clemson to pull the win against Louisville. Danny and your guy, Bully Rye. Everyone else has taken Louisville. Alex, including Danny. Uh, Big diehard Clemson fan, A.A. Ron, uh, Gamecock, Buck, uh, Volley Polly, and Drick have all taken Louisville to knock off Clemson. Uh, the next matchup, four, two four and four SE teams face off as the Florida Gators travel to the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, it was more split than I expected it here. Alex, A.A. Ron, Danny, and Drick have all taken Florida, while the SEC guys, Buck, Volley Polly and your guy have all taken South Carolina to pull an upset win against the once ranked top 20 Florida Gators. Uh, so some some interesting games to, to look at this weekend in college. Uh, but we'll go straight to the pros now. 
The NFL features a Thursday night, I say a Thursday night football game, a team that played last Thursday, uh, now going, uh, going traveling to Kansas City. The Green Bay Packers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Packers coming off of a big win. The Kansas City coming off of a, a, a close win against the New York Giants. But it came out earlier this week that Green Bay will be without quarterback Aaron Rodgers heading into this game with the Chiefs. Uh, there was one person who caught it and asked to change his pick, and I allowed it. But before then, everybody had taken Kansas City, or everybody had taken Green Bay, except for your guy, Billy Rye. The field was taking Green Bay, and I was taking Kansas City. Buck, when he found out that uh, Aaron Rodgers was not playing, changed his pick to KC. Uh, so Alex, Aaron, Danny, Polly, and Drick have all taken Green Bay. And your guy and Buck, Bully Ryan, Buck have taken the Kansas City Chiefs. The next game on the list I talked about in a couple segments on the show. The Tennessee Titans travel to the newly improved defense, if you can believe that, L.A. Rams. It should come as no surprise the Tennessee Titans without Derrick Henry and L.A. Rams with an added Von Miller. This is a field taking the L.A. Rams, not one person went on a limb and took the Tennessee Titans. So we'll see how it goes this week with Frick's Picks, the eighth rendition of Frick's Picks in the 2021 season. Everybody, that's the show. Uh, another quick show. We got some some more panic or patience in, uh, some, more, some more of the same. Hopefully, uh, my picks this week and your buys and sells uh, will benefit you. Uh, last week, I went 500, so I'd say stick away from my picks and you'll do great. Uh, but even that didn't go last week with my four and four record. Uh, nevertheless, we've got a fun show coming up uh, on Monday for the wrestling show. You heard the ad earlier in the show, so stay tuned for that. We've also got an episode of a watch along request by a viewer or a listener, if you want to call it that. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. And then another wrestling show a week from today. Uh, so it's your guy, Bully Rye, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening right here on Tap House and Touchdowns.